Hello, I am Heidi and welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we talk to real people and share true stories of overcoming life's challenges. We are taking life's lemons and making lemonade. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Cassidy. Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I'm really for looking forward to getting to know you. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, my name is Cassidy Hilton. Um, I guess I, I guess I think of myself as a filmmaker and fitness trainer, I guess, kind of an interesting combo, right? I've been working as a trainer for, I'm trying to do the math, I think two years now, maybe a little over. And then prior to that, I was a filmmaker and creative director uh, for companies, mostly doing in-house corporate work, um, but also outside of that, also doing commercial shoots, documentary shoots, that type of thing. I'm very into fitness, I'm very into health, and I've always kind of been like the the guy at work, people ask health questions and I was just curious about coaching. And so I have a friend who owns a gym. I decided to kind of work with him and uh, got a nutrition coaching certification, jumped into that. And I've just kind of been exploring what that turns into. And I, if I'm being honest, I still don't know. And um, I still do video stuff on the side, but now I'm kind of navigating this like new, for me, new kind of frontier of um, using my storytelling background to still do my job but now my job looks totally different and yet at the same time it's it's very story based like helping people recognize what story they tell themselves um and you know what limits can they kind of push what limits can they push past it's interesting it's hard for me to put into words but it's kind of the same but different right yeah. where it's like the same kind of things that pull me that attract me to this career um but it's a totally different career right yeah yeah it's a big change but the same yeah. So I love that. Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. Well, you got to take me back and tell me your lemon to lemonade story. What happened to you and why are you doing sure. other things you're doing now? Sure. I'm 30. I just had a birthday, actually. I'm 34 now. And at 26 was the first time I ever started like working out or exercising ever. Um, I would say my whole life. So this is why my Instagram handle is fat kid, fit kid. Um, and this is a good reminder to do more with that Instagram. I get really bogged down by social media. So I'll go through phases where I'll I'll post and then I'll get overwhelmed and be like, social media is the worst. And I'll just not even try to think about it. My Instagram handles fat kid fit kid because most of my childhood I was super overweight and built, I would say, just really, really an effective relationship uh and habit, you know, kind of ideals with food. Then, you know, I had a growth spurt. I'm a tall guy. So I kind of like coincidentally leaned out, but not really, you know, by the time I was in high school or um, in college, ne never really played sports, never really was active. Um, I was, if anything, activity averse um, and just kind of told myself, like, I'm just not an athletic person. That's just not me. I'm not a health nut. I'm not, uh, I can't eat this way. I can't do these things. And that was just kind of like, that was just like my assumed thing, right? That was just like, that's that's just me forever. And then, then fast forward to about when I was like, yeah, 25, 26, I had this documentary shoot that I was really fortunate to be a part of. It was this documentary shoot that was profiling this, uh, this YouTuber actually, who's putting on like this variety show all around the world. So we made kind of like a Katy Perry documentary or like a Justin Bieber documentary when that came out a long time ago, like where they just kind of follow him doing his roadshow type thing. And we did the same thing. And in that process, we we were, this YouTuber had like a lot of dance numbers and all sorts of stuff. So as in the rehearsal process, before she goes on tour, we're capturing, you know, the the struggle and the toil of, of all this prep. 
and and we're in these rehearsal halls and i'm filming we have this like camera shoulder rig and the way it supports itself on your body it like perfectly lands on your rib cage between your chest and a big belly that i had right and so it kind of accentuated what i would see in them so we're, we're, we're in this rehearsal hall with mirrors everywhere and i'm constantly seeing like whoa okay like i didn't realize i looked like that oh okay and then throughout the rest it, it kind of like planted a little seed of like maybe i'm like not totally paying attention to the aging process or how my body is performing and then during that whole shoot which was months um we're carrying these heavy camera rigs it's very run and gun very intense and i was struggling to keep up and to even like not let the crew down you know i was i was just struggling the whole time it was it was a sobering moment to kind of just realize i'm going to die one day right <laughs> like okay mortality affects us all i should do something or at least get answers and i before this like i was never active i was never really into anything but i tried and failed a million times at things right because i believed i wasn't an athletic person you know if i had a buddy who was like hey come to the gym i'd go and it would be a terrible experience because i was in a terrible place type of thing right yeah um and let's be honest most gyms aren't like they're how do I word this diplomatically? They suck for a lot of people, right? And so that's so perfect. Um, yeah, it's 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 I think it's changing, but yeah, historically, right, gyms feel feel very intimidating, which is totally understandable. Um, and that's one thing I like to help people with is kind of change that for people too. So a friend on the crew of that film shoot introduced me to Kyle, who I work with now. Kyle just his personality and the way he trains, the way he like, he has these class structures that were enough for me to like, I'm actually very competitive, um, believe it or not. And, you know, in like family board games or, or any other type of social circumstance where it was like, I believed I was competitive. I was very competitive. <laughs> so anyway, I, I realized there's like this competitive streak in me to kind of hijack to use for, for good, we'll call it. Um, so anyway, like, I found these class environments. I found that these class environments weren't just like Zumba classes. They were actually like effective and the way they were structured actually helped me progress and get stronger as a person, athletic as a person. It showed me that that started my, my realization of holy crap, everything I've told myself as far as fitness and activity and health is concerned has just been a lie. And it's become true because I had thought it about myself. But all of it was just completely self-imposed, right? I remember the first time attempting a plank and how bad, you know, just holding a plank, how hard that was and how bad I was at it and how excruciating it felt. And then I remember the first time actually doing it for 30 seconds. And like, that was that was one of my goals. It's like, if I ever make it to 30 seconds, I've like, I've arrived, right? Like I've made it. I remember the first time doing that and just thinking, A, how unceremonious it was, right? <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it, by the time I was able to do that, it was like, okay, well, what's the next challenge? But also, ironically, how how incredible it was to like just see what progress actually looks like, and that was one small step of disproving disproving these stories that I'd carried for so long. That's kind of been my obsession, little by little, is what language do we use? What stories do we use to define ourselves? And how many of them are just plain wrong? Right, plain just. And that's life, right? That's, you know, that's that's a mechanism I think we're all familiar with. Um, but when you really start to do the work and start to apply it and really start to dig down and try to actually overwrite those stories, uh, that's a whole different ballgame. That's hard. 
And I feel like I've been able to do that in some areas. And of course, there's a million other areas that I'm still <laughs> working to do that and always will be. That's kind of what set the stage for, I hate using the word transformation, but yeah, like just transforming my values and priorities in life and realizing I can actually do anything I want to do. Um, it all comes back down to how much do I believe it deep down? Because that that is, you know, the second I actually believe something's true about myself, it is, right? And then, and then yeah, so then, then my film career kept going. Six, seven more years doing film work, corporate work, working as a creative director, or art director, and slowly kind of recognizing like something's at odds here, right? This creative career uh, started to dwindle in priority to me. Like the more I become health oriented, the more I just kind of, the, the, I, I can't help but kind of sink my teeth into it. I can't help but kind of like go down rabbit holes on the internet of like researching certain nutrition principles or, you know, there's just certain things I can't help but research and just have to have a plan in the background. And I would say it wasn't until the end of COVID that it, something clicked where it was like, oh, what if I just go more all in <laughs> on this whole training thing? That's, that's kind of the, that's what set the stage, I'd say. That's amazing. I I just feel very touching, you know, to hear your story and and hear how a lot of it was in your mind. It was your mindset. It was the stories you were telling yourself and the beliefs that you had about yourself. And as soon as mm -hmm. you realized you could finish that I am affirmation with something more positive instead of I am out of shape or I am fat or I am yeah. not worth anything and you can change that i am strong and i can do a plank for 30 seconds i mean that's <laughs> right that's a good feeling so yeah. how much did your body transform what what happened there oh that's a good question um i'd say substantially you know when i first started exercising i was it's a good word i was just kind of there <laughs> i was just kind of <laughs> you were existing. just whatever i i wouldn't say i was living very intentionally and but as, as I started to work out, as I started to push things more, you know, progress takes a while. That's that's the hard part about it, right? Is yeah. especially in today's yeah, everything is sold instant. as it's a quick it's a quick fix. You only need a, I don't know, four to eight week program and boom, you're back on track. It's a kickstart and you'll accomplish years of progress. We figured it out. You'll accomplish years within these few weeks. That's all you need. Please give me your money. That that's kind of my, I would say, like one of my missions now is like to counter a lot of that just terrible stuff that's one thing that played a role in how i defined myself is the way certain things get marketed to us 100 plays a role in how we define ourselves right especially when it comes to our self-image which is important we shouldn't obviously be image obsessed but we can't deny that our the the, the way we look impacts the way we think about ourselves it impacts many facets of our lives and so it's healthy to do our best to round out our health, right? And we're, I'm constantly battling against that type of, those messages of how quickly you should be able to see progress, how quickly you should change things. And I, that wasn't my experience. Oh, to come back, that was your question. Is That wasn't my experience is, part of this is you have to recognize timeline is irrelevant and timeline won't be what you want it to be. That doesn't mean it has to be a bad experience. That doesn't mean that's a negative any, in any way. What it means is, the, the fastest shortcut, the fastest way is the way, right? Meaning you got to focus on progress. You got to focus on a little bit of patience. Getting your life right and getting health in order isn't about timeline at all. It's about, well, this, this should sustain me my whole life. This should be something that makes me a better person over the course of decades. This is something that should uh, give me fulfillment day to day. And I'm not really 
pushing for a finish line to find fulfillment, right? Um, yeah. It's just something we're all trying to be better in our own ways. And health just plays into that, right? It's, it's part of the pie that we've we've got to find balance in our lives, that health and fitness, that's just part of it. Um, so it should be a fulfilling experience. It should be something that uh, builds sustainability. And my experience was I'm competitive. So of course I wanted to like smash it, hit results, all this sort of stuff. But I made a promise to myself, the, the classes I did, they were more expensive than just like your typical open gym, 10 bucks per month thing. But how many times that I paid for those open gym, you know, hey, New Year's special sign up. It's only 10 bucks for whatever. And then it never gets used. And I'm too uneducated to even know what to really do at the gym. Plus I'm intimidated. Uh, plus I have this bad self-image. Plus I have, plus I have, plus I have. It just obviously wasn't going to work out for me. So I, I decided like, you know what? I've actually never actually invested. Even though I could say I have, I've never actually made a true investment in my health to actually become... Uh, a responsible, accountable person and to become like an informed individual on my own. Right. So when I signed up for, and again, I worked, I used these classes. Everyone's got things that work for them. That just happened to work for me and how the, the way my brain works, that investment actually paid off immensely because I was able to a recognize like, okay, like I'm going to waste big time money if I just like phone it in and not do the most that I can to just make the most of it. But B, it, it like it kept me, I guess, present. It kept me involved and like an equal participant. I wasn't just showing up just to check it off. I mean, some days I did, sure. But the reason I was doing this was to see like, can I actually make a change that lasts? It, it put me in the perspective of like, okay, well, if that means 1% better today or 0.1% better, I'm still moving forward. And I just have to accept that that's just going to be the norm. The results I saw, I would say being an impatient person, an extremely impatient person, I would say it felt slow, but really in the grand scheme of things, I was able to see a pretty fast transformation just because I stuck with it. Just because um, when you have the end in sight, again, timeline kind of becomes secondary to just what are your values and your values should be, I'm doing this because I've got the end in sight, or I'm doing this because I actually, I care about being a stronger individual. As I get older, I need to be stronger and more resilient to do X, Y, Z things. Uh, I wasn't satisfied until like a couple of years in but that's just, I think that's human nature, right? To kind of not recognize where you are until you're way past where you thought you should be, right? Yes. Um, and that's that's something I try to help people with is I'm not trying to set your expectations like this should be slow, but I'm also not trying to set your expectations of what this should really be because that alone is going to add stress. And really what we want this to be is, well, what can you extract out of this now? What are you learning now? How are you growing now? What improvements are you seeing now? The more we can be a little more present with, our progress, right? The more we can just kind of derive satisfaction out of just, hey, I am doing something good for me now. I feel that does fast forward the process a little bit because if you enjoy it, and let's be honest, enjoyment isn't the goal, <laughs> right? Like you can sure. enjoy this and I do enjoy it, but I don't always enjoy it, right? <laughs> what Matt, because because my priorities are longevity, my priorities are sustainability, my priorities are things that build me as a person and that build others as a person. If you, if you go into any type of health transformation or goal, um, say you want to make a big change in your life, great, that's awesome. But at the same time, if you come in with like an eight-week expectation, we want to start challenging that a little bit and ask, well, why? You know, why is that so crucial? Why is that the determiner? If you're wanting a real lifestyle adjustment, we should probably have more than eight weeks on the radar, right? We should probably have expectations for the next few years. And as you start to think bigger, it yeah, the... 
the process changes and I feel like the process feels faster, right? Okay. I honestly don't remember what you asked me. <laughs> that is kind of what my, welcome to how my brain works. No, that's uh, awesome. Well, and what you got me thinking about was that it feels like it's it's more like a competition with yourself. You know, it's like, yeah, can I just yeah. be a little bit better than I was yesterday? Can I improve mm -hmm. that just a little bit more? And what I also see, because I asked you kind of what your transformation was and, you know, so really like how much weight did you lose and how much muscle did you gain? And I liked how you, you kind of didn't go there. You're like not looking at it as a, as a chart to check off and as a goal to reach. You're like, this is a way of yeah. life now. This is my lifestyle. This is just what I choose to do every day. I'm being aware of what I'm eating and I'm being aware of how I'm working my body and the progress comes. And so I love your message with that. It's like, I don't have to post my before yeah. and afters and post my muscle gain and weight loss and all that stuff to be effective. You put it a lot more succinctly than I did. Um, that was good. I'm, 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 a, I'm very uncomfortable posting photos of myself, like in a fitness context. Like I just, there's so much, and I don't know if I want to even open this can of worms of like how much I just like despise most of social media, but just there's so much of that out there already so where it's much. just like, I, I would hate to add to the noise. And I think the noise needs to be disrupted, right? Like it's, there's definitely a movement of professionals getting on there and, you know, dispelling myths, um, trying to disrupt a lot of just the misinformation that's out there, because I know that opens the door for um, a lot of self-comparison. And that's what I see. I mean, I, so I, I coach multiple times a week. I coach some classes. I coach individuals. I do nutrition coaching. And I see a lot of automatic self-comparison come up. And I try to gently help people combat that. You know, you see someone else in a class environment lifting X amount. And then you're like, well, I can't do that. How, how could I possibly do that? For me, it kind of awakened like, whoa, look what that person can do. It started for me as like, I don't think I'll be able to ever accomplish that. And then one day I was like, well, you know what? What if I attempted it right but the amount of comments i hear per day of, of people who are just so hard on themselves and so disparaging when you know it, there's there's no need to even say anything about themselves and and your ability it's just sometimes you can do something sometimes you can't and that's really the end of it you know i still have workouts where i have a goal of a weight i'm trying to hit and it just absolutely blows up in my face and doesn't work that day but then you know the next week i go way past it you know it's like we think we understand progress. We think we understand. Uh, we think we understand what matters, but really, it just comes down to put in the time, right? Just put in the time. Be patient, and if you can really have a tremendous amount of compassion towards yourself, that's a that is one of the most strength building things I've ever seen. Is it's not an excuse to like help you do less, right? It's not an excuse to uh, foster weakness, which a lot of people might think, right? Is oh, compassion towards myself. I can take it easy today. If you need to, sure. But if that's your norm, that's not compassion. That's that's just, you know, uh, overbearing permission, right? <laughs> but compassion is honestly, um, it takes real strength to exhibit compassion and to exercise that towards yourself. Being able to recognize the wins that aren't just on the scale, right? Trying to find things that matter more than just uh, how much muscle or fat did I gain or lose? Yeah, those can be nice. Those can be great. And if you have a specific goal you're working towards, those can be helpful of what trend are you to expect. But man, if you aren't paying attention to, well, you know, my family life has improved because I, I'm able to, you know, lift my grandkids over my head, or um, I'm not so worried about death. <laughs> like these are big things. Um, and they're things I act like these are actual real examples that I hear a lot. There's way bigger things that we want to be working towards 
that if we have those in mind, we actually probably are more likely to stick with it and see better results long-term. Yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. And I love how your lemon to lemonade experience is, is something you really lived and you really felt and kind of blew off in the beginning. Like you don't really care, you know, much about your health and weight and what you put in yeah. your body. And now you're like, let me help you and let me teach you what is the right thing to help improve your health. And you don't do it in any patronizing way. And you, and you, I love your, your language even of just like, this is a little better than that. And, you know, try this and less of that. And you just kind of are using this language to people instead of, well, that's good food. That's bad food. Or that's good exercise. That's bad exercise. You're just like, yeah, a little less of that and a little more of that and you'll see improvement. And so just even your language. And so you can tell that you're someone who has been there and that you are being relatable mm -hmm. to other people. And I just think that's really amazing that you are sharing that gift now with with others to encourage and inspire them I appreciate that that's that's good to hear because you know you do wonder like am i just <laughs> am i just kind of talking out my butt am a little bit like, it sounds nice but i mean no, we great. obviously help people see results but um that's really good to hear and it's good to hear that it res it it does resonate with the right people i'll put it that way um that's you true. know each each coach is the right fit for some people and the wrong fit for others and that's something I kind of want to double down on is, well, who are the people that have had the same experience as me and how can I help those? Right. So do you have any final advice or any last tips that you would give? Uh, so many. Um, I know. One last little. I've already talked about compassion. Compassion yes. is huge. If you have any type of health goal, if you have any type of struggle with health, or if you're already someone who rocks it, but wants to do it, get better, it's all the same answer for all of those types of people. And it's just where can you be consistent? It helps to dial in your why. We all basically know the things we should do, right? Get some exercise. We pretty much know how to eat right, generally speaking. Social media is maybe complicated that a little bit, but really simple things at the end of the day, simple things make progress because you can sustain them. That's that's really what it comes down to. I was not eating great. I, I love using the language more or less effective. Yes. So there's no good foods. There's really no bad foods. And we would need another half hour to really unpack examples of what that means, right? In a nutrition, actual coaching session. But really, as you think of foods, whether it's cake, whether it's boiled chicken and broccoli, neither of those are good or bad. They are more or less effective depending on your goal. If you don't have a goals, you as a person will probably gravitate towards things that are effective for not having a goal. That's that's how people operate, believe it or not, right? Yes. So cakes, donuts, whatever tasty stuff is actually effective for what your priorities are. Um, however, if you have a goal, Usually it's a fat loss goal or some sort of weight goal or health goal. Incorporating just a bit more of effective foods without going crazy tends to be enough for people. That's that's what consistency usually look, looks like for people is just doing their best to incorporate more effective foods. With me, that looked like I was I was hitting up Chick-fil-A every day because I was on my way home. And Chick-fil-A is in an interesting place because you can actually get like crazy high, greasy, calorie, all sorts of stuff, or you can actually get pretty good options. Um, so I, I didn't realize how fortunate I was, but... At the time, I was getting the greasiest multiple sandwiches of just like the fried chicken sandwich, which is delicious. And again, it's not a bad food. Very ineffective for what I was doing. But I, I decided, okay, I've tried and failed a million times. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to whatever goal seems doable for me, no matter how stupid it might seem, no matter how ridiculous, I'm just going to stick with it. And if it's only, and I call them 2% goals, if it's only a 2% increase in effort, and, but I can commit to it feasibly forever. Okay. Then that's what I'm going to do. And I won't tell anybody because if it fails, 
then I'm back to square one and I talk like, who cares? Right. Uh, this was like my last ditch effort, so to speak. Anyway, so I'd go to Chick-fil-A. I was like, what could I commit to? Adding a piece of lettuce. Something, something stupid, simple. Obviously, a piece of lettuce isn't going to make a difference on that sandwich. But that was my new norm, right? What is my new normal? I, I discovered in the process, this is why I'm so big on like the way we tell our stories to ourselves is changing my habits honestly felt like changing my identity, right? It was a comfort level of, well, like who am I on the other side of Chick-fil-A, right? Like who am I if I'm the boiled like chicken? Well, I don't do boiled chicken and broccoli, but what, who am I if I prepare chicken and rice at home? Who am I if I eat healthy? Like that was not me. Me was stopping at the drive-thru on the way home. So this small little step helped me kind of test the waters a little bit, foot out the door just a little bit, but also kind of go at my own pace. And you can see where the story is going, right? So eventually that I got used to that and that I'd make a small swap on top of that and a small swap on top of that. And eventually it became the grilled chicken club. And then it became the grilled nuggets, which are actually a fantastic option for anyone who's looking for just like a, a protein option on the go. And then before you know it, I was actually meal prepping at home because it made more sense to me instead of driving, like, yeah, I, I didn't need to really drive, stop at the drive-thru or if I was at home, I didn't want to go back out, grab food, come home. That would take forever. Why wouldn't I just cook some stuff? So I didn't start with, I should be this person. I guess I'll do that. Wow, this feels weird. And I'm just holding my breath, right? Until I actually revert back to who I really am. But I, in the moment, was willing to be patient, willing to consistently attempt these 2% goals, however stupid they felt. And it worked out to where it was now I'm doing what I wanted to start with, but because I was patient, I was able to arrive there, at least for me, more organically. And it kind of built these discipline muscles in the background that I didn't have. If I had started, and this is where I see a lot of people fail is discipline is hard to build. And we think because, oh, it's just, you know, it's just prepping chicken or whatever, you know, that should be easy, right? How hard is it to do that and stick with it? Um, but we usually go a little too hard out the gate and it feels foreign and we're aware of how much we dislike it because it's not what we are used to. It's okay to start at your own pace. I needed to do things my way, right? I wasn't in a place where I was even willing to do more than the bare minimum effort. That's not a lot of people. Some people are willing to do more than that. I wasn't, unfortunately, at the time, I wasn't strong enough, but I became stronger than that. I was able to build discipline. And now my diet, that was years ago. And it worked like that process worked for me. And I still use that process in other goals that I have now. All progress is the same for everybody, where it's what can you commit to? What feels doable and sustainable? And then with the end in mind, how long are you willing to just show up each day? Think about, well, what can you feasibly commit to, right? Even if it's incredibly stupid, even if it's embarrassing, even if it's like, yeah, that's easy. I could do that. Find something that you know feasibly for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do now. And we're making a goal that's custom tailored to you. That doesn't mean I'm trying to set you an easy goal that's so stupid easy. We're going to trick you into thinking you're going to get a lot of results. What it is, is a person who's committed, who knows why they want what they want. That person, it doesn't matter what goal we set. They will show up and they will continue, right? So as long as you've got a goal in mind and it feels sustainable and timeline is irrelevant to you, it's a consistency game. It's just consistency and just show up and do your best. You're not going to be perfect. We've got to throw perfect out of our vocabulary yeah. entirely. Right. It's just more or less effective and uh, just show up. Yeah. It's so great. It, great. You get, it quickly leads to another principle <laughs> and this and this. Right.
Um, no, it doesn't help but, I love talking about this because I could just <laughs> ramble on for hours. We found <laughs> your passion. No, I yeah. think it's great because I, I love the 2% concept and I love the idea of like, if you have no goal, then you're nailing it, you know, by doing what you're doing yeah. every day. Perfect. Yeah, Stick with that. But then if you want to have a goal and want to change, try a little 2% change and add lettuce to your fried chicken sandwich. I think that is the cutest thing. So I'm so glad you shared that. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. This has been Absolutely. so great to learn from you and hear your experience. And that is possible. You're so inspiring that anybody <laughs> can do this. It's consistency. It's showing up for yourself. It's not comparing yourself to other people. It's doing those little 2% changes and you can do it. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a, like I told you, I, this is good practice for me to always be honing the the skills, the coaching skills, and just like finding better ways to explain this. Cause it's, it's tough. Like different words resonate with different people. And so this is just good practice to, to figure out, okay, you know, how can we compassion, consistency, those things, how can we do better as coaches explaining this to people and getting it to where that becomes the norm and not just weight loss, right? Not just, I should be skinnier. Right. Um, Thank you for doing what you're doing. Keep it up. Thanks. And thanks for the opportunity. This is great. Yeah. It was great to get to know you better. So I appreciate your time with this. So thank you. Absolutely. You're still here. Well, then enjoy this little outtake from that interview. It just reminds me so much of, of when I first met you and how it was, my goal was to lift weights just one time, lift mm-hmm. weights so I could say I lifted weights once. <laughs> and so yeah. I went and I lifted weights and I was like, oh shoot, I really like the way this feels. Like, this is crazy. I didn't know oh, I could do cool. this. And so it was really cool. Like, well, now I kind of want to come back and do it an, again <laughs> and another day and then another day. And and it was really cool. So then our our kids gifted us a month working with you. And my husband was able to come because it was a gift and he was kind of forced to. And the first two <laughs> weeks he complained and grumbled. And then after two weeks, he's like, I really like this. I want to keep doing this. And it's just been a beautiful thing to, to just experience this myself with you of just no pressure to hit a scale, no pressure to change eating or do anything. It's just mm-hmm. be better than where you were yesterday. Keep showing up, keep doing it, keep improving. I don't know. It's just been a beautiful thing. It's a great gift that you are giving to people. And I just feel really fortunate that I got to meet you and work with you. And that is literally changing my life. Like wow. I cannot believe how much stronger in two months of doing this that I've gotten already. And it's, it makes me very emotional, actually. Um, A lot of times when I leave the gym and I just can't believe what my body can do and how much stronger I'm getting. And I just appreciate your support and your encouragement. You're really doing a great job. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. Wow. That means a lot. That's, um, I mean, that's why I do it. I, um, I've never met somebody who actually like when they care about something doesn't find ways to like constantly improve. Absolutely. Like constantly push themselves. That's something about humans that just con- I'm constantly fascinated by. People push when they when they just when they are zoned in and, and they they want to do something. Right? Let's get you aligned on things. Let's get your values in order, and then you are the mechanism. Right? You are the fire that shows up each day and finds. Oh, yeah. Me as a coach, I'll I'll maybe tell you, hey, let's try something impossible today, which I've done with you. Right? I've been like, hey, let's test this weight, and if you can't do it. 
think about the day that you do it and it's doable. Like that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I've been there myself. And I it's, love how you said that with the planks too. It's like a plank. I've never even held my body in this position before. And yeah, so it's like it's, it's 10 tough. seconds and you're like, whoa, that was that was excruciating. And now I'm like, I can do 45 second planks. I'm like in two months. Like that's pretty cool that it's crazy. I can improve that much. And so it's it's cool to to see your body that actually can like change and improve with just practicing yeah. it again and yep. again. It's just that's what about it practice. Is. It's practice. Yeah. And it's cool. You know, if you're showing up to practice, clearly you care. All I've got yeah. to do is help you either recognize how much you care or just keep you coming. <laughs> that's really all it comes down to. I love that. Hope you see that you really do care about this. Plus, it's fun. And it's always great to find something that you actually look forward to going to do. Like, I don't even have to set an alarm. Like, I just wake up automatically. Oh, wow. Like, I get to go work out. And so wow, I think that's there's, great. I know there's different things that resonate with people. I love how you said that too. You know, like find your thing and it might be mm. who knows what, but find mm. your thing that gets you up in the morning that you look forward to doing and that you can improve on a little bit every day. So great messages. Yeah. So thank you. That's awesome. Well, it's, it's been a pleasure coaching you because you listen. I do. <laughs> you, I'm going to do um, anything you say. <laughs> yeah. But you care about like once, once you kind of get that taste of like, whoa, I can progress. Right. Um, it's, it's cool. Man, it's, it's hard to go back after that. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it's, yeah. it's been a pleasure. It's, it's cool to watch you progress and, uh, you know, butt up against those limits and then you pass them and then it's, it's awesome. crazy. It's crazy. Yep. Anybody can do it, especially if I can do it at 49 years old <laughs> hey, as a grandma. And that's what I would have said about it. myself too. Yep. If, anybody, yep. if I can do it, you can do it, right? Yep. It's anyone can. It's 100%. Anyone can. Yep. It's just yep. that 2% difference every day. So we got 100%. this. 100%. Absolutely. Awesome.